Hey everyone, welcome to Pray Hard, Play Hard. Please enjoy the story. Ready or not, here the story comes. Exactly, okay. Good Tavach, everybody. Good Tavach. Thank you, Hanan. So... I'm everyone, not Hanan. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Okay. So, this story is about... It's about Pesach. Uh... Sort of, I guess, yeah, it's about Pesach. And it's about the Rebbe Saras. Rebbe Saras uh, was a very big tzaddik. And Reb Ezriel uh, from Polotsk, so he was a Talmud of the Magid, and he, he decided he was going to go accompany Rebbe Saras wherever he went. So one time they, they went to Vilna, not too far away from the city of Vilna, they went to a certain inn. And the, the person who owned the inn was a, was a rich Yid. And they stayed there. Now, in the morning after, the, you know, after that night, um, Reb Leib sent Reb Israel to call the Balabais. To call the, to call the owner, this rich Yid. So he calls him and he says, you should go to the street of the... Goyim, I guess there was a certain street that they're talking about, a certain street that was, you know, uh, obviously there are many, I mean, it wasn't the Jewish quarter, it was a non-Jewish quarter, a certain street, and ask a certain prince who's there to come and speak to him. So, this, the Balabais, this owner of the inn, says, um, he says, what are you talking about? How am I, I can't, going to that quarter as a Jew is dangerous on its own. I, there's no guarantee I'm going to even survive. And you want me to go tell this, this prince who never ever spoke to a Jew before in his life to come, I'm, I'm forfeiting my life. So Reb Leib Saras, it's very interesting how, how he says this. He says, do you know who I am? I'm Reb Leib Saras. I'm, I'm Leib the son of Sarah. That was what he went by. So, and if you don't listen to me, you're going you're gonna to regret it. And what happened? He didn't go right away. And uh, pretty much right afterwards, his, his, uh, two, his two children and his wife became very sick. With the inn owner? Huh? The inn the owner's children. And his wife and became very sick. So this guy comes running back to your lip service and he says, um, I'll do whatever you ask me. Please just make, please, you know. I don't want my family to be sick anymore. I want them to, to be healed. So, he, so Rebbe says, go and do what I say and you'll see when you come back, they'll be fully healed. So this guy goes and he's all, he's very scared. He goes to, to this, this street where, you know, a Jew shouldn't even go and nothing happens to him. He goes to the door of where, you know, the entrance of where this prince, this prince's living place is. And he knocks on the door, the servant answers and he says, um, I need to speak to the prince. So they go. He goes and tells the the servants inside that uh, he needs to speak to that. There's a Jew who wants to speak to the prince. And meanwhile, as when the prince when the prince comes back, they tell the prince there's a Jew who wants to see him. So he says, bring him in. And the Jew comes. He's you know he says, listen, there's this tzaddik, Reb Leib Saras, and he asked me to come and tell you to go speak to him. And right away. This prince says, I'm coming, I'm coming, let me get in my, co- my coat. He was all like, he felt like it was very urgent to come. And he goes and he runs, doesn't, not even knowing why he's in such a rush, and goes straight to Rebbe Sars, and they speak for a, a, you know, a few, for a very sh- short amount of time, and he goes back. 
when this prince reaches his, where, his, his home, he, he, he asks, he asks himself, why did I run to speak to this rabbi? Why did I run to him? <coughs> like, like, what came over me? And he felt like this rabbi had some kind of hold over him. And so he, he, he sent his servants to go get him and, and, and to, like, he, he, was, he was bothered by it. But by then, Reb Leib Saras had already left. Reb Leib Saras had already left by then. Anyway, that was the end of that. Now, a few days before Pesach, Thank you, Mandy. A few days before Pesach, Reb, this, this um, rich man, his servant, one of his servants went missing. And they couldn't find where he was. And the priests in that area uh, created a blood libel saying, oh, why is he missing? Because you killed him and you're using his blood for the matzahs. Like, like many a blood libel does. Right. That's a great story. So, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so, and uh, they basically took this Yid, they put him in, in jail, and they started to torture him so that he should admit to this thing he didn't even commit. And they tortured him so much that he, 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 he came to the point where he would rather die than live, and so he, he admitted to everything, even though he didn't do it. And so they said, and they wanted him to, to, they wanted him to sign and, you know, everything. Now, they needed this prince who was in charge of the, you know, this area to sign on his death warrant, on, on his death sentence. So they bring him the document, and right away, what does this prince say? He says, okay, listen, I, 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 I'll sign on it, but first, I want to take this yid with me to the, to the market. I'm going to go there for a few days, because why? Because this yid is an expert in horses, and I want to buy myself some horses. So I'm going to take me with him with me first. He'll choose out horses for me, and then if he comes back and he's still guilty, then uh, I'll sign the document, no problem. So they go, and the whole time the, uh, this Yid is uh, being guarded <coughs> to make sure that he can't run away. And he starts to buy horses. As he's go and, and one of the days as he's there, he sees his servant walking around. His servant who's, you know, who's been missing. So he runs over to him and his servant sees him and his servant runs to him and he's all happy. And he says, uh, Master, I was looking for you. He says, what do you mean you were looking for me? You ran away from me. Why'd you run away? So he said, the truth is, I didn't want to go. And, and this some, one, some, one priest, you know, one local priest came over to me and, and he promised me that if I went somewhere far away, they would give me a, a, a home and, and a field and, you know, property. But I didn't want, so I, I refused. One night, all of a sudden I was woken up. They put me in a wagon they threw me, and, they, and they took me far away and they just left me somewhere. And I, I've been trying to get back to you. I had no money. And uh, I, 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 uh, I was lost. I, I wasn't even going I, I to be at this market. But what happened was some old guy with a long beard put me in a wagon and said, go, you know, and we just started going. And uh, we came to the market. And he said, look for your master here. You'll find him. Right away, this rich yid understood that this was Reb Saras. So... <coughs> He quickly, and, and, and um, the servant said, please give me, take me back with you so I, so I don't starve. Meaning, this servant, you know, all, all he knew was that his master and that his master would give him, you know, everything he needed. So he, he never wanted to leave. Anyway, so, so uh, Rebbe Saras takes him to the nearest inn. Quick correction, it was actually the rich man, not Rebbe Saras. I made a mistake and I said Rebbe Saras took him to the nearest inn, but it was this 
rich man, the servant's master, who took him to the nearest inn. Gives him food and says, stay here. Wait for me here. Don't move. And uh, we'll, we'll go back home soon. Anyway, so he finishes buying his... Uh, buying the horses for the prince and they, you know, take the horses and they attach them to the wagon or whatever it is, you know, they, they basically need to go with all these, these horses back and the horse, right as they start, um, right as they start traveling, the horses start jumping around and, and they feel like the wagon's about to turn over and uh, the prince, you know, he feared for his life. So the, the Yid said, he saw his opportunity to get his servant. He says, I know a very skilled wagon driver. I'll bring him. He has to come along anyway. So he goes, gets a servant, comes back, and he sits by, by the horses, and he starts riding, and everything's fine. Right? The horses aren't jumping anymore. Everything's fine. They start going. And as they're going, the, <coughs> the prince tells the, the rich he says, you should know that um, the time that I spent with this you know, old rabbi that came, he told me that when they bring a document to sign your death, that I should first take you to the market to buy some horses. That should be the excuse that I give. And when they brought me this, when they, when they brought me this document, I realized that this person was uh, no joke. And so I, I did as, as he asked. But the thing is, I don't see how you were saved. We're going back and you're still going to have to die. Now nothing came of it. So the year told him, when we go back, in front of the judges and the witnesses who knew my servant, you'll see that everything will be taken care of. This, this servant driving the wagon is the, my, my missing servant. So right away, the, the prince says, wow, now I know that there's Taka, God in Israel. Let's see, that's what it says in the story over here. And uh, I have one question for you, though. Why did you admit? Why did you admit to doing these crimes if you never did them? So he said, because they were torturing me so badly, that, that I, I, just, I, wanted, I wanted my life to end. It was, it was worse than, than death. And he said, this, is, this should be a sign to you for all the times that they ever got such admissions out of Jews. You see how much they're worth. I mean, you torture them so much, of course they're going to say they did it. Anyway, so they go back, and right away the prince himself uh, goes to, you know, he, he's, he's there by the trial, and the witnesses... Uh, they, they, you know, they're the ones to testify. They say, yeah, this is a servant. And the servant gives the whole account of what happened. And he points to the priest who, who, who you know, tried to bribe him and, and who was there. And he says, um, this is what he did. And he, and he, couldn't, uh, he couldn't deny it. And so that's how this uh, Yid was saved from, from the uh, blood libel. So uh, that's the story of, uh, I believe, Saras who uh, prevented a, a blood libel. <coughs> Mary. May we all see miracles Amen. in our own lives. And Kasha Freyach and Pesach. And Betvach. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>
Um, I would like to thank uh, all the people for uh, participating in this week's Mavmaka. Levi, thanks for bringing the extra pie. It's worth noting that uh, during these times when the people would torture Yidin for a, a confession, they would not stop torturing after you admitted. The idea was not to get what they wanted. The idea was just to torture Yidin. During the Inquisition, after you were Maiden, after you Shmadzich, they still tortured you and killed you. So, uh, you know, for all those people out there who uh, ever fi find themselves in a, in a place where you're forced to either um, give up your God or be killed, remember, you're, you know, you're going to do it in vain because your God cannot be given up. Um, also worth noting to anybody who's listening to the rest of this, to the rest of, it's a true story. Anyway, also worth, worth noting to anybody who's listening to the rest of this is um, uh, interrogation techniques have, have changed. They no longer torture people simply because they're not going to tell you anything other than whatever it takes to get the torture to stop. So the intel is not actionable anymore. So, in, no, not, not a new court. So, uh, stop torturing Yidin, and that's it. And uh, the academy and my fans, um, and of course my mother, and the reason for me being here. I wonder if he has a That's a true story. They don't, they don't, they don't beat people anymore. Okay. Not, not for everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for, uh, thank you. Staying till the end. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Notei Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned.